With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here on TalkShoe.com, Google Podcast, Anchor, and Spotify. I'm your host, the illustrious Mr. Trivia. And joining me every week as usual, my co-host, my tag team partner, my best friend, the best in the business, the reason why this show is still going on, the Nokster Greg. Greg, welcome. Oh, sure. Uh, so the week, in, the, the week is over in uh, wrestling this week. Monday Night Raw is done. SmackDown's done. What do you think of them? Um, comparably speaking, um, they were pretty much overall, I want to say they were pretty much um, um, like I was telling Trip off air, um, I do Nuggies News with stuff that I save to my phone. I don't write everything down because I can just save it to my phone. Right. Um, one of the things that I do remember was, um, as we talked earlier in the week, Raw averaged just over $2 million, $2 million, $2 million viewers for Monday Night Raw. Yep. SmackDown had $1.997 million. Wow. So more people actually tuned in to watch Monday Night Raw than SmackDown this week. Wow. I don't, I don't know, obviously I don't know the reason, um, I'm not going to sit there and call 500,000 people and ask them, hey, so why didn't you watch Smackdown this week that you did last week? Right. Uh, my yeah. opinion was, I mean, I wasn't that invested in Smackdown for two reasons. Um, one was because of, well, I'll say three reasons. One, because of the crappy Monday Night Raw we got. So part two of that was not anticipating SmackDown being any better. And then three, because a lot of the outcomes SmackDown related that happened at WrestleMania, I didn't care about. Right. Now, do you think both shows were equally bad or... Was SmackDown just a little bit better than Raw? Because Raw was bad. Um, I, see, I don't think Raw was that bad. I mean, it, 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 I mean, it was a typical Raw. I mean, it, without, without putting WrestleMania into the equation, I think Raw was Monday Night Raw. I don't think it was horrible. I don't think it was good. It was okay. SmackDown has been good or better than good. And it was disappointing because I thought it was on the same level. Yeah. At Raw. Yep. Yes, there we go. I mean, even. Nice to go up a little better. Yep. Even with the, you know, with Bianca Belair in the ring with the Street Profits and talking about this and a little celebration and. 
and everything else. That that was okay, but you know, I'd have to say, you know, the highlights was um, Jey Uso Cesaro. And this is my personal thought was if you go back to when Raw really started to plummet, um, we were, or I was mentioning who the champs were. Keep an eye on SmackDown because, well, first of all, there's only one champion left in the WWE that's a face. Every other champion is a heel, which I don't know if that's necessarily good. Um, you, you, you gotta have fan favorites holding titles. Right. Not all of them, but only the only, I mean, and I don't, I don't include 24-7 title. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't, include that one, but Bianca Belair is the only technically the only, the only face. face. Yep. If you want to say Rhea Ripley toes the line between face and heel, okay, so then maybe you can say two. But there's still not a lot of people that buy in to to the two of them as champions. Right. Exactly. And it's, I mean, and, you know, going back to what you were saying with Rhea Ripley, I mean, what happened to her last week when Charlotte came out? I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to maybe seeing a triple threat match on Raw Monday tomorrow night. I mean, they're. they're uh, I, I think if we see a triple threat, it'll be the next pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Because I know they got Asuka against uh, Charlotte tomorrow night. Right. And, um. Yeah, because, you know... Which will probably happen where Rio will come out either during the match, after the match, and the three of them will brawl. And then next week, it'll be Charlotte against Rhea Ripley. And then Oscar will come out after the match, and there'll be a little bit of a brawl. And then they'll say, you know what, why don't the three of you just solve it, and the three of you will, you know, wrestle at Backlash. Right. And do you think that's when, when they put the title back on Charlotte, or do you think... <laughs> No, I think Rhea's going to retain. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to say Charlotte's time has passed, but, you know, give somebody else a chance to get a run with the title, especially Rhea. She just got called up. She beat Asuka. You know, give her a chance to run with the title, see what happens. Don't take it off of her right now. Right. So, but, yeah, I mean, you know, SmackDown was – you know, like I said, I enjoyed the Cesaro, um, Jey Uso match. Um, trying to remember what else they had. Uh, goes to show how really. Oh, the um, Street Profits and Ziggler and Rude. I mean, yeah, I, I thought the Street Profits would have won. I thought I thought they would have got the titles back, but I don't know. Maybe maybe creative. Maybe they have something. Something else planned. I mean, well, I, I I think it's really. I think what it was was because it was as as I said yesterday. We were talking on the phone. Um, it, it was it was a clean win 
by Rude and Ziggler. Um, they didn't cheat. There was no tights being held. There was no foot on the rope. There was no cheap shot while a referee wasn't looking. It was a tag that Ford didn't see. And Ziggler came in, gave him a zigzag, and then pinned him. Um, and I think it's really basically they did that, I think, to give Rude and Ziggler credibility. Right. Because they haven't really beaten anybody in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, yeah, they had the, you know, the four team match, but I think that's why they won. How surprised were you that Mysterio beat Otis? I honestly didn't even watch the match. Is that was like, who cares who wins, you know? Yeah. 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 And that's what a lot of what SmackDown was this week. Yeah. Like, yeah, you had the back the backstage segment with Apollo Crews um, with General Commander Sergeant Aziz or whatever the hell he is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the Nigerian nail, uh, thumb spike. Um, I mean, if you've been an avid fan of Monday Night Raw and you saw Raw Underground, you know that that's Davocado. Yep. You know, but that's stupid. Right. And, you know, you, know, you don't forget it. You know, six foot nine, 320 pound man. You know? Right, exactly. Yep. Um, and, you know, the, the little thing backstage with Sasha being so angry that she couldn't speak. And then Bailey gets interviewed saying she wants shot the title. So does that mean we're now going to see Bailey and Sasha go at it again for the right to face, face Bianca? And it's po- I don't know. It's possible. Um, yeah, it's it's just the thing where... I'd like to see Bailey back in the title picture again. I mean, she was. I just want to see her in a picture again. <laughs> I mean, she bragged how she was. I mean, she bragged how she was the only person that was on both nights of WrestleMania, but they were bullshit segments. Right. It wasn't anything more than just BS. Yep. She didn't do her ding-dong hello segment, which would have been real good. Right. You know, she just came out in less than probably five minutes, and that was that. So, yeah, so it's uh, going to be interesting now that we got backlash coming up in about five weeks. Yeah, I read an article actually on two different um, pages that gave um, predictions for the fast lane card. And after reading the match for both articles, I, I had to go back to see if they were from the same source because they're the same seven matches. Right. Um, just one article had some others. Actually, the other one had six matches and then others that may make the card, and then the other article had seven. But they all listed a triple threat, um, Oscar, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte. They all um, listed Cesaro births. They both listed Cesaro, Cesaro Birth, Seth Rollins, um, Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley. Um, nope, sorry, they both, they both weren't all the same. 
because one of them had Roman Reigns versus Daniel Bryan or Edge. Yep. Um, they both had a rematch of Sasha and Bianca Belair. And one of them had a rematch of Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Um, but they said that would be a stipulation. No disqualification, no count out, right. something. Yep. Um, and then the one article had possible other ones. Um, Braun Strowman, Randy Orton. Um, AJ Styles. Almost against the Viking Raiders, against the New Day in a triple threat match. That would be good. And then the last one, well, actually, the other one was the other one that both had was the Fiend versus Alexa Bliss in a cinematic type match. Oh, okay. To put over this new Lily right character. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, Tony. Uh, Tony said, why in the hell is every pay-per-view have WrestleMania in it? Well, that was a joke. That was a graphic that they had that was a joke. That they were making fun of how WWE just can name everything after WrestleMania from here on out. Right. But, but here on the Top Rope Report, it's Backlash. Well, so. I call it Backlash. You guys, anybody else call it whatever you want. Um, it is backlash to me. Yep. So let me get your opinion. Ooh, excuse me. Ooh. Let me get your opinion on the new commentary team on SmackDown, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee. Uh, I think Pat McAfee brings a a very good um, aspect to SmackDown because he knows wrestling. He's been in the ring before. What do you think about it? You think it's good for? Think it'll be good for the show? Um, if he can start acting more like a commentator and less of a fan, yes. I don't need to see Pat McAfee standing up at the announcer's desk during a match, calling a match. Right. That's what. Excited. Yep. Commentators show their excitement through their voice. Yep. So once he gets down to the fact and understands the fact that he is a commentator, not a fan, while he's on air, I think he'll be okay. Yep. Uh, John Kelleher from MJ Video Games and Collectibles is watching. Thanks for tuning in, John. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I saw him standing up, and it's like, what the hell's he doing? Where, where's he going? He just stood up, and then. Couple minutes yeah, later, he, I think he even alluded to the excitement. The excitement, or Michael Cole said, "Oh, he's just so excited he, he had to stand up." <laughs> well, you, you can't do that, right? <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I understand. You know, he he got he basically got called up as well. He is practicing when the announce table gets taken out. Um. I mean, he, he kind of got a little excited, too. You know, he got called up, gets to call the big shows now and being on SmackDown and everything. But I think um, I think he'll be a good addition to the show. Yeah. And Michael Cole introduced. Yeah, I, I've, read, I've read people saying, I can't believe you replaced 
Joe with Pat McAfee. Okay, idiots. <laughs> Samoa Joe was on Raw. Right. Pat McAfee's on SmackDown. Yep. He didn't replace Samoa Joe. No. And that guy on Raw is horrible. If replaced Samoa Joe, it would have been Corey Graves. Yep. Which, no offense against Samoa Joe, I think Corey Graves is better than I, Samoa Joe. I agree. But the other guy they got on Raw, he's terrible. No, I don't, don't, don't go there yet. He's still very, 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 very new. Okay, you can't say he's terrible after one episode. Because if we go back a few, even me, even, even more than a few months, I couldn't stand Riddle. When he was Matt Riddle, I couldn't stand him. And then slowly he grew up. And then what happened with you? Yeah. So you got to give him a fair chance. Yep. That other guy that got backstage, that Mike Nick or Mike Ken uh, or whatever, he's uh, awful. Yeah. Oh, my God. He's. I thought Seth Rollins was funny that night when he kept calling him Mike and Ken or whatever his name was. Yeah, he won't, yeah he's got a – and the thing is, is he's been around. I mean, it's only been a month or so, but he's got bigger shoes to fill being backstage instead of Charlie Caruso. Right. Than either of the other guys have, you know. Yep. Yeah, so it's going to be uh... – going to be interesting going forward now where wwe is going to go with um backlash now i mean we all know that there's going to be a lot of matches from wrestlemania on the backlash show that's why they have it called wrestlemania backlash but you know hopefully i guess after that is going to be money in the bank i think yep and then um i can't remember but somebody had told me the other day i'm trying to I was trying to look it up, but I couldn't find it. That one of the pay-per-views this year is going to be from the XL Center in Hartford. Unless that was last year. Right now, they are booked at the England Center through SummerSlam. Oh, okay. So they're not doing any shows anywhere through at least the summer, through August. Okay. Um, they have announced that they will have live fans in the audience for SummerSlam. So whether they choose an outdoor venue for SummerSlam, um, which is always a possibility, um, or if they just reconfigure um, the inside of the England Center, kind of like they had with NXT where they had, you know, some rows of seats and then, the rest of the, the Thunderdome. Right. Um, they, or if they do something like that. But my guess is, is they'll have it in front of live fans at, a, at another arena, stadium, something. Yeah. Our favorite fan, Jacob, is tuned in. Thanks, Jacob. Yeah. I heard him last night leading those PAPW fans. Yep. Yeah. I saw his blood saw sign and everything else. Sucks. Yep. Sucks. Definitely, Jacob was in uh, was was into it last night, and we're glad to see he's tuning in. So, welcome, Jacob. Um, as soon as we get everything situated back and back with the 
the podcast and getting a chance to get back together again to do the show, you know, maybe we'll contact Jacob and bring him on again and talk more PAPW. Absolutely. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's, it's getting the wind the um, which which I wanted to talk to you about, which you which you almost answered my question. Oh, you're welcome, Jacob. Um, after they had the live crowd back at WrestleMania, and you just said that they're going to be doing the, the Thunderdome through the summer until SummerSlam. Do you and do you think that after SummerSlam with the crowds they might start doing house shows again with a certain amount of people? Once again, it's all gonna depend on like I said all it's all gonna depend on what happens between now and then. Um you, you just you can't you can't know. You would like to think. I mean I know arenas and you know, for basketball and hockey are, are starting to open up even more. Um, they had 10,000 people at, a, at the uh, Lakers game earlier this week in California. was one of the hardest one hits. Um, that's the reason why they, they said they're not going to put WrestleMania there next year. They're going to wait the year after right. to go to Howard to make sure they're well past this pandemic. Um, and it's all going to be depending on where they want to go because – I mean, are you going to want to go to the Excel Center? Just like you said, maybe the Excel Center in, in <coughs> Connecticut, where the state of Connecticut is only 20% inside seating. Well, you're talking 1,200 people. Or are you going to want to go to, um, oh my God, my mind is one blank. AT&T Stadium. The new, well, no, no. You're not going to do a house show at the AT&T Oh, true. Stadium. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, ah, the Barclays Center um, in New Jersey or where the Brooklyn Nets play now. I can't remember the name. Maybe that's the Barclays Center, whatever, where they have 20% of 15,000. I'm talking 3,000 people. You know, it's all – it's all. or are you going to go to Mississippi where – the state's 100% open, and whatever tickets you can sell, you can. So it's all going to depend on, you know, booking up the arenas and trying to figure out what you can do. But, you know, booking an arena isn't something you do in oh, a week. Right. That takes but, months and months. Um, yeah. So you got to be thinking about September and where you want to go now. Mm -hmm. you know, that's five months from now. But so you got to really be careful with what you're doing. Right. Um, now, do you think after having WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, do you think this might, and they had 25,000, whatever capacity they had for that show, do you think this might open the door for the WWE to have a couple more pay-per-views in outdoor arenas? Because SummerSlam, I don't know where SummerSlam is going to be done. Probably at the, probably at um, at the Thunderdome, maybe. Possibly. Let me see if I can just quickly look. See if they have anything on here. 
So, WrestleMania Backlash. Then they have the NXT UK. Then Money in the Bank. And then they don't list anything. Okay. Um, so, right now that that's what they have scheduled. It doesn't, there's no listing for an actual pay-per-view after uh, Money in the Bank, which, you know, is June 20th. Right. I don't think they're going to go all the way to August without a pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, I mean, they could. They could do SummerSlam early in August and then, you know, not have, you know, a third pay-per-view. Right. Um, not likely, but that's possible. Yep, and uh, it's going to be something where, you know, the WWE, I thought it was a good idea to do the, to do WrestleMania at Raymond James Stadium, have a certain amount of fans there, yeah. and I thought it was a success. With yes. And I don't think I've heard of any problems that they've had health-wise with some people that were at, the, at WrestleMania. It's only been a week. Right. And hopefully this can be the start of something, you know, not only for the people of, of America or for people around the world, but for the WWE universe as well. Because everybody wants to stay safe. Everybody wants to stay healthy. Um, Tony, have you ever been to Rensselaer Field? I've never been. No, I, I have. But I want to know if he has. Okay. Because there, there's one thing about Rensselaer Field. It is, it is definitely a football stadium. And, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's kind of big. But it is, like, other than the skyboxes, it's 90% bleacher seating oh now it, it, I mean, that's uncomfortable you're do, yeah and you know yeah you, you say this set of bleachers fits only 12 people but you get a 400 pound man well now that bleacher of 12 is only a bleacher of 10 Yep. Listeners on the tushy. Yeah, you got that right. But, uh, I mean, it would be nice if it wasn't all bleacher seating. It'd be nice to have something like that outdoor here in Connecticut. But, you know, you got to look at it on other aspects also. So, yeah, but, uh, I mean, with the with backlash coming up and Money in the bank, and like you said, there's nothing else after money in the bank. I mean, you mentioned something about um, a cinematic with um, Alexa Bliss and Bray and um, the Fiend. I, I keep calling him Bray Wyatt. Um, do you think that'll catch the attention of most of the universe having a match like that? Depends on how they build it. 
how they sell it. You know, if she comes out on Raw tomorrow night in a lily mask, I mean, you know what I mean? Or, you know, we, we, now if we come to find out, like, next week or even tomorrow or the week after, that Lily's the second cousin of Sister Abigail. Yeah. And Aunt Judith is getting, then, you know, it's going to be stupid. Right. Um, but, you know, I, I just know one thing 200% for sure about this feud and the feud going forward is Bo Dallas was never involved. Okay. Uh, a little bug flying around. Oh. Well, he wants to get himself on camera as well. It's 15 seconds of fame. But, yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of things, you know, with the, a lot of wrestlers got released and you know, where they're going to go. And I was talking with DJ earlier and he was telling me that, um, he thinks Mickey James might go with her husband, Nick Aldis to NWA. And he had mentioned something about Samoa Joe. So. What about Samoa Joe? How he, how maybe if he mentioned, maybe he might want to bring Samoa Joe into NWA. I mean, uh, I know absolutely nothing about NWA. Neither do I. Possibly watch it. Neither do I. And you know, am I am I bummed out that they released Mickey James? Eh, not really. I mean, not even close. Yeah. Not even close. I mean, she she definitely. I mean, once again, she's forty one years old. I think she's forty one. Um. She was dressing and acting like she was 31, performing like she was 51. I have no, and if you want to go to NWA and be the face of their crappy women's division, then, then that's fine. You know, she's one of the ones that think WWE did a favor by releasing. Right. Because they weren't going to do anything with her. So they was, you know what, hey, you know, and and I think Samoa Joe should come with a warning label, buyer beware. <laughs> yeah. Because he's been injured more in the WWE than he's been healthy. Yep. And I don't know why that's going to change when you're able to go to a company, if he goes to AEW, go to another company that's trying to push the envelope to take down the WWE, it's not going to be good for him. All right. Tony said uh, he believes Samoa Joe will be welcomed back to Impact with open arms. Yeah, he'd be welcome to anywhere with open arms. And Mickey Except J the WWE because he's not healthy. Right. And Mickey James uh, I mean, is a MILF. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for somebody that is going down the street with a skirt short enough to show her, you know, thong hanging out of her ass cheeks, yes, she is very attractive and mm -hmm. she is hot. But you put her in the ring with these 20 something, 30 somethings that are smoking hot, then Mickey James is just an average. Right. At and, best. Yep. And, you know, it, 
It was okay listening to her on commentary on uh wait, what did you say? Nuggy to be led. <laughs> I mean, listening to her on NXT was yeah, it was all right. I mean good. I would have rather had Beth Phoenix, but Well, she was doing the main show. Yeah. You know, you can't you know, you never see Michael Cole doing raw talk, right? Or, or a pre-show. Yep. You know. Yep. So. Yeah. So I mean, uh, other than Oscar and Rhea Ripley for tomorrow night, I really don't know anything else that's going on on Monday Night Raw. I, I haven't seen anything. Um. One of the other things that I that I had for. Uh, Nuggies news were five things or was three things that should happen and two things that shouldn't happen uh, going forward. And one of them was that should happen was Maurice should convince Miz to turn on John Morrison. Okay. I know we had talked about that. Right. Um, about possibly getting. Um, Morrison out from his little sidekick job mm -hmm. and uh, let him let him be free. Yep. Put you know, give him a, give him a face turn. Have him, you know, go up against Sheamus. Yeah. I had, I haven't heard uh, John Morrison use the word Johnny Drip Drip since he was in TNA, and we heard yeah. we heard him use that last week and. I mean, I I don't think that team's gonna last much longer. Like you said, you know, one of Miz or Morrison, one of them's gonna turn on the other, and they're gonna have one or two. Yeah, they're gonna have one or two matches against each other, and yeah, that's what WWE does. Yep. And it's probably probably a matter of months till one of the street profits turn on the other. So one to be the profit, one to be the street. Right. I mean. <laughs> You know, and the Viking Raiders want to be the Viking, want to be a Raider. I, I mean, that's just what WWE does. I was just going to mention that too. I think uh, the, I think the tag team division is going to get a lot better now that the Viking Raiders are back. Well, it's still only one team. I mean, what? I mean, it's their their main roster tag team division is. Almost as bad as AEW's women's division. Yeah. I mean, there's no direction. There's too many. There should only be one tag team title for the men. One tag team title, if that, for the women. Yep. Um, you want to get creative, then put together an intergender tag team title. Right. Yeah. Damian Priest and take on Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. <laughs> you know something. Right. Let me get you know? your, let me get your opinion on something. Um, I was reading I was reading one of the websites that Bianca Belair was quoted on one of the sites as saying, "Now that she beat Sasha Banks, that's one of the four horsewomen." that she believes she can beat. She wants to beat each one of the four horsewomen. What's your take on that? 
You think she's got what it takes to beat? Well, she, she's already also beat Bailey because she had a little feud with Bailey. <clears throat> so now she would just have Becky and Charlotte. Oh, okay. Which I think, I mean, no offense against Sasha and Bailey, um, but your top two are Charlotte and Becky. The right. Bottom two were Sasha and Bailey. Right. Sasha and, um, Sasha and Bailey are no Becky and Charlotte. Right. I mean, they're close, but yep. they're not. I know. So, and now you had mentioned something earlier about Braun Strowman and Randy Orton. I think that would be an interesting match to see those yeah. two, whether it's on a Raw or whether it's on a pay-per-view. I, I think that would be an interesting and, match. And I could see it in my head, just vision this. Braun Strowman goes to give him his running power slam, and somehow Randy Orton reverses it into an RKO. That'd be interesting. That would that would really be interesting. You know, I mean, he turns any other move into an RKO. Yep. I mean, why not that? Right. Yeah, so that would that that should be interesting to see. Um, and like you said, you know, even with Randy Orton, do you think do you think Randy Orton is more heel than face, or is he kind of like Rhea Ripley? No, right now he's heel. Right now he's heel. Yes. And, Bron and Braun's well, face. From the, moment, from the moment he started going up against Drew McIntyre, um, sorry, my uh, my brother and sister are blowing up my phone with text messages right now. Um, I think ever since he, he got to speak with Drew McIntyre, he's been straight heel ever since. Now, would you like to see, and I think I'd like to see this match, I can probably get behind this match, whether it's on Raw or whether it's on a pay-per-view. Randy Orton versus Sheamus for the U.S. title. No. No? No. All right. You... Not, not, not that I think Randy Orton's above being the U.S. champion. But I think he's above being the U.S. champion. Oh, God. What do you put? Randy's the anti-face, anti-heel? Well, okay. He's the kind of guy you can cheer for him, you can boo for him, it doesn't matter. You know, even if he comes out as a heel, there's still going to be people that cheer him. Even if he comes out as a, a face, there's still going to be people that boo him. So it's what's getting now fighting. Yeah. You know, he came out, he comes out again to fight Drew McIntyre. He, he's not getting too many cheers. Right. But if he's gonna go against Bobby Lashley, yeah, he'll get more cheers. Yep. Oh, and by the way, for you uh, wrestling fans out there that uh haven't been paying attention, Nuggy was the one that said that Cesaro was going to be the next one to step up to Roman Reigns. That's what I said. I, that's, I wasn't a prediction or a spoiler. That's what I wanted to see. And it happened. Now, it, when they put the match together, 
That's going to be interesting. Yeah, but now I think they're going to go back to the Seth Rollins Cesaro thing. Yeah, because With the way he interrupted the match and you know briefly attacked him at the end of the Uso Cesaro match, I think that'll put Cesaro's focus back on Seth Rollins, which then makes a dipper. Who's in line next? Roman yeah, because I think you're still going to see another program between Big E and um, Apollo Crews because of what happened at Mania. They'll probably have maybe one or two more matches between the two of them. Big E, Apollo 35. Yeah, something like that. And uh, But, you know, now that we got new Raw Tag Team Champions, you got Omos and AJ Styles. I mean, I don't know who's who's going to be in line for them. I mean, I I don't want to see the new day win the tag team titles again. As much as as much as I'm, I got to like the new day because you know how I was about them before. What what happened to? And there was an article that I didn't read it, but there was an article that that I that I read that that I saw the headline for was five champions who lost their belts at WrestleMania and never got a rematch. But what happened to that? What happened to you lose your title, you get a rematch? Excuse me. <clears throat> yep. Bless you. Thank you. Because now it's you challenge for a title and you lose, you get a rematch. Drew McIntyre's getting rematch because he lost to Bobby Lashley. Right. Yeah, kind of makes you want to scratch your head. Huh? Yep. I mean, okay, Sasha's going to take on Bianca Belair because she lost. But, but Apollo got rematches because he kept losing to Big E. Yep. I don't get it. I don't understand what they're doing. I know. It's just. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping that things will get better and a lot more different if and when they have the draft again. And if they do, how much is it going to really shake up both shows? Well, I mean, what I honestly would like to see happen is I'd like to see both tight both tag team titles get unified. I want to see the WWE Championship be renamed the WWE Heavyweight Championship. Yep. You have the Universal Champion, your IC Champion, your US Champion, and no nobody's assigned to a specific brand. You don't have raw superstars, you don't have SmackDown superstars. You just have wrestlers fighting wrestlers. Yep. Keep NXT to itself, that's fine. I think you like it better that way. Um, but have, and then you know what? Have one women's main title, the women's WWE Championship, and then a mid-level title for the women. So you don't have two, you know, Raw champion and SmackDown champion. Make the belts all you 
unique, not the same exact fucking belt, just a blue strap or a red strap. Right. Bring back unique looking titles. Yep. Tony That's said. That's where I'd like to see wrestle, uh, the WWE go back to for their wrestling. Absolutely. Tony said, wasn't it last year that WWE made that you could get a guaranteed rematch that it has to be earned? Where'd it go? Well, I was reading the message. Well, you don't have to touch your phone to read, do you? Yeah, I got to scroll up. No. Oh. I don't have to scroll up because I don't play with my phone. Well, I don't see myself, and I got to figure out how to get myself back. Turn your camera around again because you're playing with your phone. There we go. I'm back. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, what what do you think about that? I mean, an, an automatic an automatic rematch or? That's what it used to be. If you had a title and you lost it, in your con in the contract was a guaranteed rematch. Flash Waller said it last night in PAPW. He gets an automatic rematch with Chris Battle. It's commonly known throughout wrestling that if you're the champ and you lose. You get to invoke your rematch clause. Yep. Now it sometimes happens and sometimes doesn't. If it's not going to happen, then don't have it happen. You know, you lose your title, you automatically go to the back of the line. Yep. You know, come up with a ranking system like AEW does. Where, you know what, the only one that's getting the title shot is the number one contender. Right. And you got to work your way up the standings, work your way up the rankings to get a title shot. Yep. Exactly. That's that's how they should do it. But I guess that's why they're in those positions and we're here. So. But, yeah, I mean, now that we've got a new Intercontinental Champion, I don't know what they're going to do with him and Big E, but if it's not Big E, who would you like to see challenge Apollo Crews? And is there anybody really worthy? Uh, let me think for a moment. It's up there on the ceiling. Don't have my glasses. I'm trying to read it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't mind Kevin Owens. Um, maybe. Well, I mean, he's a heel, but yeah, I can't use him. He's a heel. Who's um, that? Obviously, maybe like Jey Uso. Yeah. Um, Unless Jimmy comes back as a face. So that's the only problem. If Jimmy Uso comes back and they keep the Usos as separate competitors. I mean, that was one of the problems with the tag team division is you had teams like the Usos out due to injury. Yep. Um but he put yeah, he put Owens. Yep. Um Yeah, unless you're gonna bring somebody up from NXT that's a, a strong face um, to put him against Apollo is really 
really nobody worth getting excited over. No, I mean, if Samoa Joe had stayed health, was healthy and he was still on the roster, you could have brought him over to, to feud with Apollo. Well, um, I think Kevin Owens Apollo Crews would be a good match. I don't think um, Kevin Owens has ever been Intercontinental Champion. I don't know. And uh, so, you know, only time will tell who the WWE is going to put in his way. And, you know, it's not going to be it's not going to be Seth Rollins because, you know, he's a he's a heel. Right. And it won't be Cesaro because Cesaro's working a program with Seth Rollins. So that's out of the question right now. into a storyline where whether Seth Rollins stays on SmackDown or he moves to Raw um, and Becky Lynch goes to SmackDown or she stays on Raw, would you buy into a storyline of Seth Rollins being in the ring, talking about being the Messiah, and then Becky Lynch coming down and kind of verbally smacking the sense into him and turn him face? Yeah, because I think Seth Rollins is a better face than he is a heel. And then put him into a a program with either Roman or Apollo Crews. I I could see something like that because Seth Rollins was huge when he was a a face. Yeah. And, you know, this thing with the Messiah, I mean, it's, it's played out. And, you know... That would be so cool if Becky had done that, and or or would do it. Yeah. And the thing I'm looking, the thing I'm looking at, is I think Becky Lynch is going to show up at the least expected time, whether it's on a pay per view, whether it's on a Monday Night Raw, whether it's on a SmackDown, like like when Ronda showed up. You know, they played her music after the end of the match, and she came out, and she looked at the three. She pointed to the WrestleMania banner. I think it's going to be an, one of those things where the show's going to get ready to go off the air, and all of a sudden her music's going to play. She's going to come out, and the crowd's going to lose their fucking mind. So, I mean. Well, but that won't happen until SummerSlam. Right. Hopefully. There's not crowds right now. It might be talking about the fake noise. Yeah, the fake noise, yeah. What still cracks me up, you know, they're, they're in the ring, Roman Reigns is cutting his promo and he stops, so the pipe didn't chance, that surprised it, I, I mean, uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's just, uh. We gotta get more sophisticated with the Thunderdome, in my opinion. Yeah. They've got it. You've got to, you got to be able to, and you don't need to have open mics for, for it to work. But you have an automated button or something you press, whether it be on your phone, your computer, your tablet, however you're, you're in the Thunderdome, however you're on that screen, there's got to be a way that you press something that the screens that are there can actually make the noise. So you're actually getting the WWE Universe's reactions right. to what they want to say. Yeah, you're actually getting crowd noise. Right. Yep. I mean, it 
it looked weird at first when they had all those screens with the people and everything. But now you kind of look at it as, hmm, okay. You know, I look at it as, well, you know, all right, it is what it is. The only time it gets weird to me is that they were talking, it was uh, Michael Cole and Pat Master talking. I think it was when Pat Master was standing up. And the, some, like the screens behind them were changing from one person to another person. Yep. I mean, I know it's not the same person on one TV for the entire show. Right. I know you only get, so I don't know how long you get, whether it's five minutes, two minutes, ten minutes, one match, whatever it may be, I don't know. Um, I've never looked into it that much. But to literally just be sitting here watching faces in the back change, it was just a little weird to me. I know. But at that time, I was watching the show, and on the screen, you saw Ric Flair. And then you saw Charlotte, and it was like, Ric Flair's well, that, I mean, that's a little different. When they were doing that, um, they were showcasing different... Uh, um, I just got a notification on my other phone that you're live. Um, All right. And they were showcasing certain stars for the it was a special raw yeah that it was you know i mean goldberger was in goldberger <laughs> goldberg was in um oh shit i knew that was something i wanted to ask you about so i i recently um resubscribed to twitter um because i was finding a lot of just realizing a lot of notifications and stuff were coming from you know, like WWE's Twitter account. They were the ones that first, you know, was first posted on Twitter that Pete Royce was released and all right. this. Um, and I went and I was just scrolling and I saw one from the big guy at Real Ryback, whatever the hell his name is. And he put up a poll on his Twitter. What company or what should I do next? Join AEW, join NWA, Join Impact or retire. Fifty-two percent said retire. Really? And then the other three were kind of, you know, equal-ish. Right. Uh, I think it went AEW, Impact, and then NWA. Um, but I just thought it was funny that his own fans and followers yep. on Twitter would rather see him just go away and retire right. than actually get back in the wrestling. Yep. Well, even when I first saw him with the Nexus as Skip Sheffield, I I really didn't think he was all that great to begin with. No. I mean, they tried to give him a good they tried to give him a good gimmick of feed me more and this big muscle guy and everything. But they didn't go anywhere with him. They didn't do anything with him. So I can, you know same thing with Michael Tucker. On with the WWE, you know, universe, it did. Yeah. Uh, but he was his own worst nightmare. Yeah. Absolutely. Same thing with Michael Tarver. I mean, you didn't hear anything more from Michael Tarver after he left Nexus. Well, it's because he was nothing. Right. Even when he was Nexus, he yep. was nothing. You know, there, there are certain people that you know what you, you try him out and then. You know, you give him the ball, and 
you know, they decided to run backwards with it. Right. You know. And the only successful one was Bray Wyatt. He was the only successful one. He was Husky Harris, and you know they. Well, Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett became quite successful. Yeah, that's true. When he had some bad news for us, but um, yeah. yeah. So I mean, what WWE is going to do now with the title pictures? Uh, I'm kind of glad that they, in a way, I'm kind of glad they kept the title on Roman. Because now it'll give him more opportunities to put other people against him. I mean, half of me was glad Edge didn't win, but the other half of me wanted to see him win because of, you know, the the feel good story of him coming back. It was the ten year anniversary of him retiring, and you know what better way to win the championship back is on your ten year anniversary of retiring when you yourself didn't think you would come back and you did come back and win the Royal Rumble. But I mean, Roman is just so over with this heel thing now that, I mean, if they took the title off him now, it would probably SmackDown's ratings would just plummet right in the toilet, I think. So. Well, it would all depend on, uh, on the story that they were able to build. Um, who they were able to get the title to. Right. Um, I do have a quick question for you. I do have a quick um, answer. If, if there is, well, not really a question, but if there is a, a superstar in the WWE that you don't really like um, or want to see a push or their gimmick just stopped let me know because the last three shirts that i brought that i bought were uh well actually the last five shirts that i bought um one of them was straight up alexa bliss with her you know um bliss thing yeah um that character went away then it was the shirt with alexa bliss and the theme let me in they went away. Then I got my ding dong hello, and Bailey didn't even wrestle at WrestleMania. And then I got my Daniel Bryan shirt that he lost in the main event. So if there's going to be somebody that you want their career to be stalled and stopped, let me know. I'll buy their shirt because <laughs> it seems like when they buy the shirts, they're, they're cursed. Right. So, and another thing I want to talk to you about, we've seen a lot of. Um, a lot of time on Monday Night Raw spent together with Elias and Jackson Riker. Do you think they'll make them a tag team? I don't know. And if they do, what kind of team would they be? I mean, are you going to thrust them right into the title picture? or? Any tag team could be in the title picture. They don't have any tag teams. They just throw guys together first. Ha-ha's and shits and giggles. Okay. I mean, I kind of liked, I kind of liked to see when the Forgotten Sons were here. I mean, they were a tough tag team. I thought they were doing, I thought they did pretty well. For, for what, on NXT? Yeah. They didn't do anything on the main Oh, no, I, no, on NXT. I, I mean, I was. And that's the thing, is. 
I mean, we sit here and we talk about, okay, should we bring up, should they bring up this person? I think they should bring up this person. I want to see this person. I mean, their success rate in bringing talent up from NXT, putting them on the main roster and then still having them prosper is not very good. good. No. It's not good at all. Nope. I mean, you know, and then sometimes they they try and force feed them down you, and sometimes they give the person the opportunity and they just can't handle it or can't achieve the same level of greatness. Yep. I just, had I just thought of another challenger possibly for Apollo Crews. Let me get your opinion on it. Hold on, hold on. What did I do? Hold on. You disappeared on me. I'm still here. All right, there you go. Okay. Um, let me, I just thought of another challenger possibly for Apollo Crews. Let me get your opinion on it. Shinsuke Nakamura. That's a good call. That's, I like that one. I think I think Shinsuke Nakamura maybe within two or three matches, if they go that long, could take the title from Apollo Cruz. BIC champion. I I would like to see that match. Yeah, I would like to see that. Whether it's on a SmackDown or whether it's on a pay-per-view, I wouldn't mind seeing it. No, I, I once again I could buy that. Cool. So, yeah, so we got Monday Night Raw coming up tomorrow. Uh, NXT on Tuesday. I don't know if there's anything going on. I saw a picture the other day of Dexter Loomis carrying Horseface back to the locker room. I guess there's a thing going on between the two of them. Well, she has a crush on Ever since Austin Theory got kidnapped by Dexter Loomis, um, she's she's had a, a thing for Dexter Lewis. Oh, okay. Could be a setup too. So we'll have to see. But yeah, so they got um, NXT. Car- you know, Carrying Cross had come out, and for some reason, I was reading one of the things on Raja where Carrying Cross said he he expressed interest in a match with John Cena. Well. I couldn't get behind that match. John Cena's now. No. 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 I don't I don't teach I mean, yeah, John Cena likes to put guys over, but he's he's not going to the Capitol Performance Center to put over Carrie Cross. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> that's not happening. I know. It's, yep. Yeah, so this is the first episode in a while without Nuggies News. It was actually kinda interesting that uh, there was no Nuggies News. Well, I gave you some some stuff from some, like, some stuff, yeah. I and mean, there were a couple other articles, like I said. Um, you now I gave you bits and pieces of this, bits and pieces of that. Um, I don't remember everything because you know it's easy to remember things when you write it down. Right. So I read articles and I I black, and then when it comes time for the news, I scroll through and say, yeah, okay, I'll talk about that. Yep. Um, yeah, well, you know, the, the viewership of SmackDown, to me, was one of the ones that was definitely shocking. Because I can't remember last time SmackDown had below 2 million viewers. Right. It, it may have been 
no, because even Christmas, which was on a Friday, um, had huge ratings. That had three million viewers. So I, I can't remember the last time SmackDown was below two million. Right. And if SmackDown is below two million right after a WrestleMania, then yeah. you know something something wasn't going right. Something wasn't going right. Now I got a, a, a kind of weird question. Okay. Uh, and I didn't didn't pop into my head until you mentioned Karrion Cross. How? What? What? What's, let me think how I want to put it. Um, how much do you take into consideration an interest in a wrestler based on their entrance music? Wait, can you repeat? Can you repeat that again? Okay, I, I like. I'm trying to say it the way I want. It to Is it like out. how successful will they be? Do I think? No, 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 no. Based on. Based on your thoughts of a wrestler. Yep. How much do you take into considering whether this wrestler is good, is not good? I've never seen him that much. Does that initial. Um, oh, wow, my mind's so black. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, my God. Does the initial appearance he brings out. I know what you're saying. I would say probably maybe 50-50. So, okay. Because the more and more I hear Karrion Cross's music before he comes into the ring, I'm starting to like his character more. And that's kind of the way, you know, some, some it doesn't matter. I mean, when AJ Styles did you three years ago, right. two years ago, four years ago, Royal Rumble, and you heard his music, and even you know Roman Reigns is in the you know in the ring like what the hell is it? And then you saw him come out, but like you hear the, like the difference between Seth Rollins' music, the music that he had when he stood beside him versus burning down. Yeah, I mean, how much? Do you think that it helps or hurts a wrestler to have that entrance theme that catches? Oh, it helps him tremendously, I believe, because you'll be well, sitting, you'll be sitting there like when you hear the music go, oh, here he comes, you know, like Seth Rollins would burn it down. When you hear burn it down, it's like yes, Seth Rollins is coming out. Seth Rollins is back, you know. As opposed to the same douchebag of a character that he was. Right. So yeah, I, I think it helps out quite a bit. I like the TikTok thing he's got too, but uh, I think the um, the main thing for Carrying Cross is having Scarlet at ringside too. I mean, she's okay. she's a distraction as far as eye candy and stuff because she doesn't get involved or anything but no, but she is she is a trade wrestler yeah i know yeah. so um, another thing i wanted to i 
said you wanted to bring it up on Thursday, but I, I, I didn't. I don't remember why. Uh, I was actually going to ask you in Dougie's uh, news, your opinion. Um, and it was a reflection on Major Baseball on Thursday. Um, they recognized a great, and I'll say a great moment in professional sports, but it was a great moment really in, in just life where Jackie Robinson debuted as the first true African-American to play in the Major League Baseball game. Yep. If WW and everybody wore the number 42, if you didn't play Thursday, then you wore 42 on Friday. Yep. To remember. Um, the NBA, lo- NBA logo has a silhouette of Jerry West as their logo. Um, the NFL has one of the greatest coaches ever after the Super Bowl trophy, the Vince Lombardi trophy. If you could have one wrestler from the WWE, somebody that changed the WWE for good, for bad, for different, be whether they didn't recognize a single day where everybody paid tribute to that wrestler or if they incorporated this person's silhouette into their WWE logo or once again have their main title or a title named after this wrestler do you think there's been that one guy that could stand for that yeah, they named the Battle Royal after him. Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant, whether he's been gone for 15 years as he's been, which I can't believe, getting off the subject that for one quick second, just on a quick note, I can't believe it's been seven years since the Warrior passed away. That's when I saw that the other day in the news on, on the one of the sites, it's like, wow, it's been seven years already. And, um, but even that, even he's been gone close to 20 years, the name Andre the Giant is still synonymous with not only wrestling, but the WWE as well. So you think that's enough to have one battle royal at WrestleMania named after him? Or would you rather see his silhouette in the middle of the W? Um, I wouldn't mind seeing his. I wouldn't mind seeing giant title or something. I wouldn't mind seeing his um his silhouette around more. I mean, you know, the thing with the trophy where he's standing like this—that was Andre. Right. And you and you and you can tell the trophy is really him because it looks like him, even though it's gold. But that's just a match. Yeah, they need. You have once a year. Where the winner of it gets absolutely nothing except the trophy. Right. You know, the NBA logo has Jerry West in it. The Vince Lombardi trophy. I mean, everybody knows the Vince Lombardi trophy. You know, Tom Brady threw it from a boat to another boat. I mean, yeah, you know, Jackie Robinson Day. Everybody wears the number 42 in honor yep. of a number that can never be worn again in 
them in major leagues. Do you think it's enough to have a battle royal that's going to be on the pre-show, never on the main card? Yeah. That's enough. Oh, without no, I mean, I think they should have a a championship named after him. Okay. I think it'd be better representation of him to be in the middle of the W with his silhouette. Every time you see the WWE logo or whatever day his birthday, everybody wears red and yellow to honor Hulk Hogan, who some argue that he changed and saved the WWE or his, you know, pose in the middle of the W. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, I know it's something that that could be debated on amongst a bunch of people right. for a long time. Because like everybody's <laughs> Mount Rushmore mm-hmm. of, of wrestling. Um, but I just thought it was just trying to figure out, you know, in, in your opinion, um, somebody that you would think could be. I mean. Jerry West isn't Michael Jordan. Um, he's not Kobe Bryant, but he's still the logo of the N- you know, the NBA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that like you said, that can be debated for many, many years, you know. Uh, and the Andre the Giant Battle Royal has not been around that long either. It's only been what? Just like Uso said, he's number eight on the list. I didn't even think it was that long, but yeah. Yeah. And there was one name on the list that I didn't even know won the Battle Royal. And I saw it on the trophy, but now I can't remember what name it was. Because I know Cesaro was the first winner. And I think Strowman won. I don't know. But then... The only two that I can actually remember actually winning um, were Cesaro and obviously Jey Uso. Yeah. Um, but uh, Aaron Corbin. Didn't he win it one year? Yeah, he won it one year too, yeah. Other than that, I couldn't tell you a single one. Didn't Mojo Rawley win it one year? I think so, yeah. I've been thinking he was one of the winners. Yeah. So. Anyway, alrighty. Well, anything else to add, Greg? I can sit here and talk for the rest of the day, but <laughs> you've got, you got, you got to go pee and get your next cigarette. In, so then it's uh, almost two o'clock, so it's got to be close to your bedtime. Pretty close to nap time, yeah. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so tomorrow night, Monday Night Raw, we're gonna have to see what uh, what the WWE is gonna bring out for us. Like we know, we already know it's Oscar and Rhea Ripley. No, Oscar Charlotte Flair. So yeah, and Rhea Ripley will get involved. And Rhea Ripley will get involved. She'll probably start off as commentating at the table or something, and get involved somehow. So <clears throat> uh, probably, you know. Tuesday night, maybe we could do something again six thirty to talk about tomorrow night's show. Yeah, that or we can just do Wednesday and talk about Raw and NXT. Yep, okay, we can do that but as that, well. Because not that also gives you that also gives you an opportunity if the uh, team of TV doesn't work, it gives you an opportunity to to catch Raw. Right. Yeah, so we can do uh, something Wednesday for Raw and SmackDown uh, for Raw and uh, NXT. 
All right, cool. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so on behalf, thank you for everybody for tuning in. So on behalf of the Nunkster Greg, this is the illustrious Mr. Trivia for the Top Rope Report saying we'll catch you all on Wednesday. Have a great day.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.